and we're back for another take on the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards. In the previous episode, I went over your picks of the best CDs released by your favorite solo artists among Male Say You. There were plenty of awesome picks, some unexpected and plenty of insightful comments from you. At times, as I went over your comments one by one, I felt like there were some of you with a massive talent for music reviewing. You guys are going to steal my job. Uh, I'm kidding, really appreciate the different perspectives as well, and this one is really something that I appreciate a whole lot. Not being on the same page about the voice sector or the CD, but we're all having a mature, sound and fascinating exchange of ideas instead of shouting and yelling to each other in caps lock or I don't know what kids do these days, blocking people? Yeah, what I mean is having healthy exchanges of ideas about music, one of my passions, with some of you has been pretty awesome and this time around, for the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards 2020, I got to learn a bit more about your tastes and understand what is the kind of music that makes you tick. Also, I really appreciated that you took the time to write those detailed explanations, provided me, as well as the readers of the website and listeners of Sayu Lounge, with behind-the-scenes information that many of us, myself included, weren't aware of because it's impossible to follow all male CU and groups with the same attention and intensity. So today I will be picking up from where I left off, with this episode of CU Lounge being all about the best CDs released in 2020 by your favorite bands and CU units. Let's kick off this episode of CU Lounge. <laughs> Welcome to Seiyu Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today I will be talking about this year's edition of The Hand That Feeds HQ Awards, Bands and Seiyu Units. These results are no longer new, I published these on the website early in January, but still I hope you come along and have fun going over your choices and commenting on your comments. Yes, commentception is here. This is the last episode about the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards 2020 and as such it will be rather brief. A note as well that just like in the previous episode, the CU units and bands that didn't get any comments from you and that I didn't review their music in 2020 or didn't check their music because there are some artists and units that I don't review but I listen to won't be featured in this episode. For a complete list of all the bands and Seiyuu units that were active in 2020, make sure to check the link in the description that points you to the Hand That Feeds HQ Awards 2020 results. Without further ado, these were your picks and comments in the bands and Seiyuu units department. M4 with Advance in 2020, fans of M4 got to listen to the more fancy, upbeat electronica and powerful vocals plus rap in advance. 
Advance went under the radar for many fans, but it packed quite the interesting punch, sounding different from what you'd expect from a unit stemming from a radio show and housed by Marine Entertainment. Kashkomi with Dusk Another CU unit that has been going under the radar is Kashkomi. The talented and versatile duo released their second mini-album in 2020 and made quite the good impression with it. Kashkomi's fans were too shy to give feedback on this CD, so here's my quick take on this mini-album, as the review will drop in a couple of weeks and I don't want to spoil it for you. Dusk is a vast improvement on their original sound, revisiting old songs while bringing a lot of flair with new compositions. The vocals are entertaining and certainly much different from what you are used to from both voice actors in their respective 2D Idol or band projects they are a part of. Sparkloo with Evergreen Sparkloo were caught in the middle of the lockdown in Japan, something that completely disrupted the talented quintet schedule of releases for 2020. They ended up releasing Evergreen in July, album that topped the iTunes charts and was extremely well received as far as physical sales went. The group then went and released a couple of months later their single Helvetica, also well received by their fans. However, in your books, your favorite release was Evergreen getting a resounding 100% of the votes. Old Codex with Core Fade Old Codex had quite the uneventful year. The band was getting ready for an exciting nationwide tour and unfortunately had to cancel it all together because of our well-known bane of our existence, COVID-19. When it came to music releases, the band released one single, Core Fade, and it was such an awesome entry in their repertoire. For long-time fans of the band, it winked at Old Codex's old-school electronica meets rock sound they had going when Ron was a member, but also with a matured flair, something the band has been adamant about exploring and polishing in the last couple of years. For those that are thinking right now, but Old Codex always had electronica in their sound, yeah, a big chunk of their career as counted with Electronica in the middle of their incisive punk rock sound. But the Electronica they had going in their first years as a band doesn't sound even remotely similar to what they have going on right now. You can tell on Leatherless, one of the best albums released in the past decade, at least in my books, that there were heavy influences of Linkin Park and Bring Me The Horizon, especially the latter. The way the electronica was merged with Old Codex's sound seemed at times eerily similar to Bring Me The Horizon's most recent work, which I love. What this meant for the band is that their rock sound doesn't tone down or dilutes itself, Instead, it gives it an extra punch of power and aggression to their sound, with heavy, dirty melodies muffling guitar riffs or helping setting a dark or grittier tone to their music. 
The addition of electronica ended up being, at the same time, a way to attract new fans. For many, Core Fade was a simpler single, making the band's sound more accessible to casual listeners that aren't too big on heavy, fast-paced rock music, but still want to listen to Tatsu's vocals. One thing is for certain, Core Fade was one of the best rock singles of the year, definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. I've talked plenty about it on episode 22 of CEO Lounge, so make sure to check it out. Commenter Titie Yara had this to say about Core Fade. I don't have knowledge about music, but Core Fade somehow sounds more friendly to me. It's like a trampoline and we can bounce on it. Thank you for your comment. With or without knowledge, all of us have, in a way, sensibility to music. That's a part of you. Some have it honed because they are musicians or composers, others because they are passionate music listeners, and others are music reviewers. You don't need to learn music theory to enjoy music, so you're doing pretty well by feeling the music and expressing how it makes you feel. I believe that is the most unfiltered and honest way to describe music. Honestly, reviewers like myself, music players, composers, we all use complex music terms to refer to things we find in music, but at times I wish we could forget that and just enjoy music for what it is. What emotions do we get when listening to music? How does it make us feel? So, Titi Ayara, you have quite a genuine take on the single and if the band made you that happy and their music sounded approachable to you, that's all you need. No complex words, no music lingo, just pure, raw, unfiltered emotions. If you haven't already, I'd recommend you to check Leatherless, link is in the description as that album has a pretty mellowed sound in comparison with some of Old Codex's albums. Well, this time around Core Fade was more on the simplistic, easy listening side, so I can understand how those that were on the fence because they don't like heavy rock music decided to join us all in the mosh pit at last. Still, it packs quite the punch in its guitar riffs and the electronica only came to enhance that punch. Grand Rodeo, Jonetswa Oboeteiru. The Big Birthday Boys in 2020 and one of my favorite rock bands of all time. Grand Rodeo celebrated their 15th anniversary and there were plenty of awesome plans for 2020. From the band's new live tour, to Izuka celebrating his 30th anniversary as a musician with a special live show. But those went down the drain due to we know what. The band still managed to release a single, Jonetswa Oboeteiru, and their massive Grand Rodeo singles collection, Rodeo Beach Shake. Out of both releases you chose, with 60% of the votes, Jonetswa Oboeteiru. Man, this single is so, so good. But once again, when was the last time that Gran Rodeo weren't on top of their game? I really can't remember. 
Izuka's guitar work is off the charts, always impressing with a nod or two to classic rock guitarists. Kisho is an absolute beast of a frontman, charismatic, insanely skilled and also a really solid lyricist. And it isn't a coincidence that Gran Rodeo are beloved in Japan and overseas. The band has put out some massive hit songs in Dark Shame, Can Do, Rimfire and many more. They continuously provide music for anime series, something that helped them get their title as Anisong Kings pretty quickly. Also, have you watched their live shows? Energy overflowing everywhere. You get into a state of hype when watching the band cruise through hit after hit after hit. High octane, shredding guitar riffs storming the stage while the drums and bass provide the groove and punch to their sound. Then, at center stage, there is Kisho. Tiger print mic stand in hand, singing each song with an intensity and passion that you can't help but to be moved by. Yeah, Gran Rodeo are an awesome band. Commenter V had this to say about Jonetsuwa Obueteiru. Love the throwback rock sound in this single. Pure bliss as a fan of rock music. Thank you for your comments. I wrote it in the review I did of the single that it really took me back to my childhood. Those cassettes filled with 70s and 80s rock that I listened to while on a drive with my parents. It is a nostalgic sound that suits Gran Rodeo, who are heavily influenced by the big bands in those decades, and the results can be heard. Awesome work, as always, by Gran Rodeo. You make with Tripper. You make were the CU unit that was the most active in 2020. The talented self-producing duo consisting of fellow 81 produced talents Kento Ito and Yoshiki Nakajima released a full-length album, Tripper, and two singles, Darling and Mary, wrapping up the year on a really good note. Out of all these releases, your favorite with 66.7% of the votes is Tripper. In 2020, the duo started the trend among Seiyu of holding no audience live shows. That was after their tour was suddenly cut midway through due to Japan's lockdown early in 2020. Their quick action and adaptation to the new circumstances made you make stand out a lot in my books. They showed that they wanted those last shows to happen and they did the best they could with what they had to make it happen. I call this the indie mentality. As you may be aware, indie artists usually have less resources than other artists signed to big labels. Yet, they can release music with the same production quality as them for half the costs. Indie artists are good at devising strategies to make the best out of the little they have. The indie mentality is all about thinking like a small group for a change. What can I do to overcome these obstacles in front of me? You may came up with the no audience live show, and it was quite the immersive one. 
At the same time, they kept releasing music throughout the year, keeping their fans well fed. Commenter Pat said, Tripper was the CD that made me fall in love with their music. I was familiar with Kento Ito from Hypnosis Mike, and while looking for more music from him, I came across You Make. It was love at first sight. Thank you for your comment. You Make have quite the unique pop rock sound to them. It is raw, like the type of music you'd produce at home, more than a fully overproduced album like many other Seiyuu units, bands and solo artists release. That indie touch about their music and the addition of acoustic elements make them pretty unique in my books. Add to it the vocals of Kento Ito and Yoshiki Nakajima and you get time and time again tasteful music to listen to. Amadeus with Cream Soda for many fans, Amadeus gave them strength in 2020. The talented duo has been quite the interesting listen since their debut, always pulling off something refreshing, catering to a wide variety of fans of good, fun music. With 47.4% of the votes, your pick of best release in 2020 goes to Cream Soda, summer song made to uplift the spirits of Amadeus fans, as last year's summer was nothing alike what you'd expect, with the lockdowns issued a little bit throughout the world. Commenter Bell had this to say about Cream Soda. I had to choose Cream Soda just because of the work Amadeus put in order to make the release of the song and the MV happen. Cream Soda happened because Jack Westwood felt that due to the pandemic, everyone wasn't having an ideal summer, and so he asked the Lotus Juice if they could make a song to help everyone experience at least a little of what their summer break should have been. It's a testament to their skills to be able to successfully write, record, mix and shoot the MV for it in the span of one month, all while social distancing. They shot the MV with mostly stuff Jack had around his house and now it has 1 million views on YouTube. The song itself is such a bop. It's packed chock full of that bubbly summery vibe and if a warm day at the beach could be turned into a track, it'd be this. Overall, from Lotus Juice's usual fire flow to Jack's stellar mixing skills and voice, Cream Soda was an actual summer blessing this 2020. Thank you for your comment. Nice to get to know the story behind the making of of Cream Soda and what was going on in the minds of Jack and Lotus that led to them composing a song, tracking it, mastering it, and then shoot an MV for it. Fans come first and they managed to uplift their spirits in the middle of what was a hellish year. That's quite the awesome gesture coming from them. On top of awesome musicians, add good guys to their name. Sir Vanity with Vanity Haruka 2020 was a year of surprises as well and Sir Vanity provided one of the most exciting yet weirdest of surprises. 
Announcing a debut on April Fools is never a good idea, as most people will quickly tell themselves eh, it's just for fun. However, Sir Vanity appear to have quite the quirky sense of humor, and yeah, they were really making their debut, although not initially with music. They kicked off their activities with an online radio show, but then, out of nowhere again, the band announced the release of their debut single, Vanity Haruka. And what a single this one was. Yoshiki Nakajima and Yuichiro Umehara penned lyrics for the songs in it, and it had an unfiltered rock sound with some hints of electronica that was refreshing to hear. And the great Satoru Kuwabara, renowned Art Refect composer, is their bassist. If you are not familiar with his work, please do check out Makoto Furukawa's From Fairytale, is the composer for the whole album. But back to Sir Vanity. Commenter Raz said, I was pleasantly surprised with Vanity Haruka. When I first heard about Sir Vanity, I was slightly hesitant because, while Nakajima is a fantastic singer, Umechan can be kind of a hit or miss for me. But since I love both of them, I dived straight in and I'm so glad I did. The vocals are excellent. Umechan has improved so much, it's amazing. I love the rock sound and their voices blend well together. I really have nothing bad to say about this single and I eagerly await their next release. Thanks for the comments. I had the same doubts about Umehara, especially because he hasn't been the most consistent of singers since his debut. He's improved quite a lot from his shaky early days with solids, but at times he's been found struggling with certain singing directions and showed that he's got um, a limited vocal range even for a baritone. But it is like they say, don't try to be a jack of all trades, try to be the best version of yourself, make the best with the tools you have and improve. Umehara has done that and since 2018 he's been sounding pretty good, especially with solids. Servanity came as a new challenge one in which he's not being a character but himself. This is a pretty unfiltered side of his as a performer and is showing great sense when it comes to rock music. Well, Yoshiki is beyond an awesome singer, lyricist and creative mind. Extremely underrated but massively talented and with a technique and versatility on the vocal end that don't need my introduction. I reckon is one of the most exciting talents born in the 90s among male seiyuu. A talent to have an eye and ear on in 2021. Tetsuya Kakihara and Nobuhiko Okamoto trust and play. One of the best surprises of the year came through the voices and lyrics of Tetsuya Kakihara and Nobuhiko Okamoto. They teamed up as a duo for a special release, Trust and Play. It was a mini-album that went off the radar for many fans, but what a gem it truly is. 
filled with great, funky songs and keeping a really mature aura about it, Trust and Play turned into one of my favorite releases of the year. Same for you. I talked a lot about this mini-album on episode 22 of Seiyu Lounge, as it ranks as one of the best albums released in 2020. I invite you to check the episode if you want to know more about what I think about it. Commenter V said, easily the best Seiyu unit release. Sexy, mature, fun, this was one of my favorite releases of the year. Thank you for your comment. Well, I don't have much to say besides that you may have gained access to my thoughts. Really feel the same about this mini-album, so I make your words mine. And that's a wrap of this year's The Hand That Feeds HQ Awards. Thank you to everyone who participated in The Hand That Feeds HQ Awards. Every Seiyuu band and Seiyuu unit was a winner and I hope some of you listening or watching this episode got some new CDs to check out or finally remember that CD you've been meaning to check but keep forgetting about the title. 2020 had music for all tastes and male Seiyuu were especially adamant about trying new things and releasing music in different formats than usual Others went as far as catering to their fans' tastes, while others unshackled themselves from fan expectations and went bonkers with their creativity. Seiyuu units are still alive and kicking, and although these are starting to stop being a thing in Japan, they still provide quite a lot of entertainment. Bands kept innovating, expanding upon the sound they already have or trailing new territory to showcase their versatility. Either way, we can all agree that last year was awesome for fans of music performed by Japanese voice actors. And it's never enough to celebrate that. Now, and to change things around a bit, I want you to tell me if you could hand an award to your favorite male CU band or 2D music project, who would it be? And what award would you give them? Let me know in the comments below. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the Hand That Feeds HQ's weekly male CU and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of CU Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around.